0: Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I am Alex. I'm Justin. I am Pete. And we are talking about the penultimate episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, titled Truth. Truth. And we are not going to lie... All episode long. Just kidding. That was my first lie. Oh, man. We are oh, wow. liars. Straight mm-hmm. up. Now, this, and a was, lie. this is a big episode. I know. Uh, in particular, I think I've been pretty down on the show and I still certainly have my what? quibbles. Yeah, I've been. We've discussed this every week. Pete. Yes.
2: No, but I didn't think <laughs> but, overall you thought the show was down. I, I thought think you've been enjoying yourself. I'm I'm having an all right time
0: watching it, but I think it's a little all over the place in terms of how things are happening. Let me finish what I'm saying. This episode was the best episode so far. Yeah. That's yes, That's I my agree. point. That's what I was getting towards.
1: And let me say, it's like, I know this is a tired way of talking about it. It's like a movie. It's The series mm-hmm. is structured like a movie, and it's coming to the part where it's like, everyone's together. It's time to fight, <laughs> and we're there. And it's it's good. My quibbles are, I, I'm fine with that, sort of progression of, a, of the narrative. And it just means some episodes are going to be like a bit of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I think is struggling here, the music montages.
2: Oh, you watch nah, your mouth. Nah, that nah, that was did. hilarious. That was hilarious. Uh, making of a boat music montage. Come on. That was fun.
1: I uh, like the montage. The music is weird. Oh, There's you, something uh, weird okay. about so the music. The, music the is... montages are great. In okay, show. Yeah, the show The music on I thought that like, was what is
2: hilarious this?
0: You didn't like awesome. Cotton Eye Joe They used Cotton Eye Joe When they were building the boat no. The entire time,
1: it, was, it felt like a, no, where, like
0: where a where late 80s. Co- nah, We're where, where did you go? Where did you go from Cotton? Eye Joe? Why are you the song?
2: We have a rule on somebody's head.
1: We have a rule on <laughs> this podcast that when you start Cotton, I Joe, you have to do it to <laughs> you completion You have to finish <laughs> it. No, no. to finish that it. is yep.
2: the worst, most like earworm <laughs> of a song that won't leave your head. I hate that song, anyways. Uh, emotional up. I got very choked up. I thought this was really touching. Uh, I love, you get a little bit of everything here. You get some action, you get some motion. Uh, love the kind of like dual cliffhanger we got. That was that was great.
0: And I should have mentioned this earlier, but spoiler warning, obviously, go watch the episode because we are, of course, other than this section right here at the top, diving right into it. Now, brief overview of the plot. We get the end of the big fight from the last episode, John Walker has just killed Nico, one of the flag smashers. Bucky and Sam go after him. They break his arm, take away the shield. They head as, to Louisiana, as you do. As you do. Yeah. Uh, but first, Sam makes a brief stop with Isaiah Bradley, talks to oh. him about the Super Soldier program, which is where... The title of the episode comes from from Truth, Red, White and Black by Robert Morales and Kyle Baker, which we talked about here on the podcast before. And we get a little bit of a touch of that from the comic book here in the show. But then they end up rebuilding the boat along with the entire community. Sam starts to realize maybe he does want the shield maybe he does want to be Captain America after all Bucky is wrestling with his own things including Baron Zemo who gets arrested by the Dory Milaje and taken to the raft so we'll never see him again gone he's done for gone Gusted. forever
2: until yep. and- they need some information about Hydra <laughs> You, you always mm, tell characters, a character's
0: <laughs> leaving
1: for good when they do a very lo- gigantic um, slow shot revealing them in front of a Sokovian statue. You're like, yes. oh, that guy's meaningless. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, no import at all. John Walker gets dishonorably discharged, but gets a new job offer from none other than Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus.
1: JLD! covered in hot like we'll a talk.
0: We'll definitely talk about that in a minute. And uh, at the end of the episode, John Walker is rebuilding... A shield, definitely his scrap metal shield is going to hold up against everything else, I'm very sure. And the sure Flag fact. Smashers have recruited Batrock thanks to Sharon Carter, maybe. Yes. To take down the GRC, who is having a meeting in New York City, right near Bryant Park, it seems like. Which is a very nice park that everybody <laughs> Very nice to area. It.
2: I mean, if you're in the area, you should swing by. You know? mm-hmm.
1: It's great. There's a great, great Pret-a-Manger right there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at you. And the sandwiches
0: are ready to eat. Yes. That's my favorite restaurant. So thank you for bringing it up. Uh, so that, that's the broad overview. There's obviously a lot more to talk about. But the things that I liked about this episode, I I was suckered in right at the beginning. I thought the action sequence, Sam and Bucky versus John Walker, are very surprised was happening in the second to last episode so yeah. soon, relatively speaking, because that seemed like the big thing they were building to. But it was very nicely reminiscent of the Iron Man Bucky cap fight. From Civil War, it was Whoa. intense. It was very, not very funny to me is the wrong word, but it was funny to me that one time John Walker decapitated a guy with a shield, and now that is his go-to finishing yeah, move. That's and his finishing move. He tries to do it like nine times. They yeah. barely get away. But it's terrifying at the same yeah. time. Uh, what do you guys think fight. about this opening scene?
1: I thought it was a great fight, like really uh knocking out um Bucky's arm I thought was really cool and I, really
2: visually well done. Also the you guys don't wanna do this and Bucky going, Yeah. We do. That was just oh, was so yeah. great. And uh, yeah, I liked it. It was kind of like their finishing move was finally working together. Although I was surprised that Falcon led with his legs instead of the shield. But whatever, you know, he's getting used to it. So uh, it's understandable. And it was a really good superhero fight, I
1: feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of like good action sequences, but this is just a great superhero like movie level fight. Um, And then we're really getting into, The Shield gets a lot of camera time this episode. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, It's really, The the
0: Shield is like another character.
2: Yeah, I mean, Bucky says it's part of his family. He does, he does. (laughs) So, yeah, it's going to get some time. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right,
1: Shield, finish your dinner. It's almost (laughs) (laughs) bedtime. I mean, I'll tell
0: you, I know a lot of people were very affected by the last episode. Image of the last episode with sure, John Walker sure. standing with the Bloody Shield, which I thought was a very nice image. I wasn't emotionally. A very nice image? Uh, you always have a problem with the well word done. nice. It's a well done. Well done. Well done. Medium a, rare. It was a, a medium rare. rare. It's a
1: rare, well, <laughs> rare, well done issue. You're like, I
2: really like this. This is
1: really
0: spoken I me. did. my favorite character is John Walker, and he's the oh. first time I've seen myself on TV. No, <laughs> I. <laughs>
1: Wow. (laughs) So of anyone I know, you Um, are the most John
0: Walker. Absolutely. I mean look at this chiseled jawline. (laughs) I've
1: seen you decapitate so many tweets.
0: (laughs) <laughs> but, what, <laughs> but what I was going to say is I was emotionally affected by the S.H.I.E.L.D. in this episode I think they did a really good job Sam seeing the blood on there And just kind yep. of trying, trying to, to wipe to it, it off all. I
1: love that That's a really good. good metaphor, good visual metaphor Like, he can't, the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. is scarred now um, And he can't put and it back He can't wipe it off He just has to move forward And I think that's that sort of speaks to the larger episode, I think the the Captain America is marred by John Walker, by what they did to Isaiah Bradley. All of that is not the pristine thing that he thought he was getting that he gave up and put behind a glass case. And now in this episode, we see him uh, take it back and get to the point where he opens a case and looks at some
2: clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but also <laughs> like the fact that like, Uh, You know, the fake Captain America was yelling like I am Captain America like and like the actor did such a good job where it was like it felt like he was trying to convince himself as well. You know what I mean? Like not only uh, to the other people, which was I thought, uh, well done to see. He's
0: he's great. And I do honestly mean he's great. Wyatt Russell, the actor, he's doing such a good job. On the show to the point where you realize it's wrong when you're feeling it, but you feel for John Walker when you're watching this episode. He's obviously the bad guy, he's obviously the villain, but I know, Pete, you feel differently because your world is very black and white. Yeah. I live in shades of gray, though you can see it from the clothes that I wear. Fifty I'm shades right of, of gray. Yeah. Yes, I live in fifty shades of gray. <laughs> why, why? Um,
1: but let me say, I agree with you, Alex. And the scene where he um, appears in front of the the Senate panel, I thought was done really well. When he first gets there, you're like this guy's a bad guy. Fuck this guy. But then he really does make the case. And over the course of it, he passes judgment on the senators. And I think he successfully flips it where you're like, actually they're dicks too. Like (laughs) both sides are wrong here. And I think that again, we've talked about that a lot. The gray areas, this episode does a great job of muddying everything to the point where we're feeling different things about characters in the beginning and end of this episode.
2: Yeah, and I think, like, when you're making a point, if you can destroy a podium in the process, that really helps prove the point. So I'm glad that they used that kind of power move in that Did you want him to break the podium? Because I kind of wanted him to break the podium with his super strength.
1: Well, Podium, actually, um, the original uh, Latin, it means um, Smashbox.
0: Ah, well, then he's really getting to the root of it. Yeah, I did also really like, while we're talking about John Walker, the very clear, very stark contrast between what he is talking about and how he's talking about being Captain America versus Isaiah Bradley, because... yeah. Um, spoiler warning, we're all white here, but it's very clear that John Walker has severe white privilege is saying, I deserve this. I need this. And that's the thing that even if he's right to go up against the senators and say, you made me, you built me, there's still a level where he is 100% completely wrong at the same time. And he doesn't deserve that. He was doing his job. You know, it traumatized him. It hurt him. No, I'm saying up until then okay. in the right. army, but he took it too far and nobody deserves yeah. it. That's kind of the whole point of Captain America and the Erskine speech about the super soldier Serum making you more of whoever you are versus yeah. what Isaiah Bradley is telling Sam that no black man should ever be Captain America.
1: Yeah, which was uh, not in this America, not an mm-hmm. America that hasn't changed.
2: Exactly. I years. mean, I want to talk about like, as soon as I saw him walking down the street with the the case for the shield, which is great to see that it's still, uh, you know, still got that great sweet case. case. Yeah. It's a great case. Uh, but uh, like the, just the way that Isaiah was like, don't you open that up? The stars and stripes mean nothing around here. And I was just like, Oh, that is awesome. The, the, the back and forth was so great. So powerful. So moving it, it was really, really well acted, well shot, performed. It was so fantastic. I so, get but, and
1: of it. it, it, it that scene was great. I agree with you, Pete. But it do, it's interesting. Later, Sarah's like, "Why you don't need to listen to Isaiah Bradley?" And <laughs> Sam doesn't like he. So, like, how do you feel the fact that like what Isaiah was saying was like you can't be Captain America, and right. Sam eventually is like, "I can." And I'm going to show I you. Yeah, but but that makes and I, I love the line that Sarah had sort of being like, don't listen to him. He doesn't know. I thought I was so surprised that they said that. But I was like, oh, it's of course it changes the point of view from like this is right, this is wrong, to like, no, everyone has a different perspective. And I think that's a much more mature way to look at all the problems in America, especially race that is being grappled well, with. Well, I him. think
0: what we're going to get to in the next episode is where Sam got to with the comics, which is, no, he can't be Steve Rogers' Captain America. That yeah. is, like you were saying earlier, Justin, that's the shield in the glass case. And he can't be Isaiah Bradley, who is bitter and definitely... Literally scarred by his experience, um, being very briefly Captain America, uh, he's going to figure out his own way of doing it. He is yeah. a good guy. He wants to do right. He wants to do the right thing. And doing the right thing, even though it's hard, is the essence of Captain America, is the essence of being a hero and being a superhero. And I think think that's what he starts to realize at the end of the episode, and we'll probably have it literally said out loud at some point in the (laughs) last episode.
2: But I also really like this thing of, like, you know, like something that uh, is, is still so relevant today. You know, you, uh, you know it, Sam tries to talk about like, this is a different time. This is different now. And he's saying like, no, it's not. And there is so much truth in that. Uh, yeah. But what's nice is Sam is realizing like, I can, you know, make my own path. I can kind of mm-hmm. figure things out as me, not as me trying to be somebody. And I think that's why he says like, it still doesn't feel right. You know, we get that one more time.
0: I know I'm repeating myself a little bit here, but again, I think that comes back to what Captain America is. You know, if you look at the iconic Captain America scenes from the MCU alone, him jumping on the grenade, even though that's going to kill him, him at the end of Avengers Endgame before the portals open up being like, all right, here's Thanos' army. Doesn't matter. I'm going to fight anyway. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. That's the essence that Sam is ultimately pulling. That, there.
2: And he can do things all day.
0: Well, yeah, that he can do things all day <laughs> that Isaiah is right. Not much has changed. Things are worse in certain ways, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't keep fighting and trying all the same. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, two things um, that I thought were sort of uh, totally geared total gear change, funny and weird uh, in, <laughs> yeah. in this beginning bit. Um, uh, Torres coming in, Joaquin coming in, being bringing, like, big stand-up comedy energy after yeah. this, like, crazy fight. Was, mm-hmm. He's
0: like, hey, hey, hey. So let's talk about this. We talked about this uh, offline a little bit between the two podcasts. But we were talking a little bit about how there's been rumored reshoots. On the show. I heard a little bit more about that between the last time we taped the podcast and this time. And apparently, this is rumory because it's like very secondhand information. But apparently what happened was the original plot here was the flag smashers were going to release a virus that would kill off half the population of the Earth to bring it back to blip levels. Wow. For obvious reasons, they changed that. And a lot of it seems now if you go back, if you watch the show, you can see that there are things like Mama Danya, who they keep talking about as this very important figure who died of, I don't know, dot, 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 question mark. She died of the virus in the original version. Uh, And that's why it was a big deal. It got released too quickly or something like that. And that's why also Sam and Bucky were going after them in the first place, rather than, oh, you guys are kind of like viral and maybe robbing a bank or something. Instead, they were going to kill half the population of the Earth. That's why they're a big threat. That's why everybody's after them. That's also why they were stealing vaccines in those early episodes, is to protect people against the virus. So uh, I bring this up with Joaquin, because apparently Joaquin was a late addition to the show, and it seems like a lot of his purpose is to come in there and kind of cover those reshoots and gaps. Might I
1: say he sort of yada yadas some information?
0: Ooh. (laughs) Ooh, these pretzel nuggets of information are making me thirsty <laughs> um
1: so yeah i and i i don't want to say that would have been a better show i do think it makes the flag smashers a totally different kind of threat and sort yeah. of speaks more to a philosophy that is a hardcore much more hardcore villainous as mm-hmm. opposed to being like i wish people were able to move between borders instead of like i want to kill millions.
0: It it also on the other hand though, I think explains a lot of the weird fluctuations in terms of what they're doing. Like this episode We've seen about what maybe five, ten of them or something going around. They seem like the small, tight knit group, except for the first episode of the series. And this episode, where they reveal, like, nope, we have operatives everywhere. We send out an alert in Bryant Park, and literally everybody stands up. They walk away from the Shake Shack did and you, they're on their
2: way. Did you see how many goons like hang out in that park? Like, that mm-hmm. was like, I was like, yeah. man, the parks are. Full of just like crazy hitman or like... I've seen that happen with
0: Pokemon Go, but never with the Flag Smashers app. Oh, wow. Okay.
2: all right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The line, keep
1: the wings, I thought was interesting. And Will, I feel like he's going to get the wings back and become his own version of Captain America next episode. Uh,
0: Wait, uh, Falcon? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Well, Joaquin becomes Falcon when Sam becomes Captain America in the comics. So I think that was a nod to that
1: maybe i don't know you, you may be right i just feel like
2: the suitcase didn't look like it had wings in there it looked like it was just going to be <laughs> yeah a, no
1: i don't think the wings are in there i think maybe yeah. eventually when he once we were talking about him identifying as his own version of captain america that feels like it may be a winged captain america Ooh, because yeah. there was a wing he falcon had wings as yeah kid. falcon yeah, has did.
0: wings but also joaquin falcon has wings maybe they just
1: both have wings there you go. Um, Red Bull gives you wings. And Aww, the only other on. thing is the end of the Walker scene where the Senator Walker's walking out and the Senator's like, oh, and um, turn in the shield. Turn yeah. in your laptop because you're fired, kid. <laughs> you're done working at this place. I thought it was just a funny, like, big middle management
2: style. Yeah, that was weird. Like, hey, and what happened to the shield? Now, uh, let's
0: talk about this. This is why we're talking about John Walker again a little bit. We should talk about JLD coming JLD. in. JLD! JLD! Her character name is, and I gotta read this off because I forget it. It's very long. Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Why do
2: we, why does everybody keep doing that? She did that like twice. I was like, I, who cares? Just That's say Val. The- that's the character's name in yeah. the comics. She cool. was a
0: classic S.H.I.E.L.D. character, I believe, created by Jim Steranko. She was a romantic interest sometime of Nick Fury. She was on S.H.I.E.L.D., worked with him. In more recent comics, she, she was on Seinfeld. She was on Seinfeld, <laughs> and then she was on Veep. Yeah. And as a little bit of a side note, I don't know if you guys felt this way. I felt like they paced that out so people could meme that into the Veep meme, like the end of a Veep episode.
1: Yeah. The I mean it. Sh- the character to me had the the pacing of Veep, but the energy of the lawyer she played on Arrested Development, like uh, season two, <laughs> where it's just like yeah, nev- um, always talking and just being like, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just talking.
2: They it was it was great. It just like her energy from the from the jump of her walking in. The they whole, let her like,
0: improvise a lot of that dialogue, oh, right? I'm
2: sure you. got yeah, felt you felt not... that
1: She's so good, though. It's hard to tell.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, she was great. Uh, The other things about her character that I think are important to mention in the comics more recently, she's been Madame Hydra, that character. Yeah. So there's a lot of speculation about, is she good or is she bad? There is a little bit more information about the character, though, which is that she was originally supposed to be introduced in Black Widow because Black Widow would have come out first before Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But obviously those have switched order, so we don't know whether she's going to show up there. I've also... Heard a couple of things about her that apparently she is going to try, whether they keep this or not, going to try to recruit Yelena, the new Black Widow, in Black Widow. So that's probably how she would have shown up. And it potentially was going to lead into the Thunderbolts. So her getting John Walker, U.S. agent, getting Baron Zemo probably at the raft. And then Yelena, you've got half the team there already. Have the yeah. team right there. I mean,
1: I feel like we're going to get a uh, Spider Man, was it two uh, type reveal where it's like all the villains are in the prison cells and they're like, mm-hmm. hey, we should just
0: uh, be <laughs> mad at everybody together. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about the amazing Spider Man 2?
1: Yes, yes. Oh,
0: okay. Great movie. Yeah, great. Everyone's favorite.
1: That's why I knew the title so quickly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can I tell you, this is a total side note, but something I think about all the time with Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is such a weird, specific thing, but the second trailer for Amazing Spider-Man 2, there's a line of dialogue where, was it Chris Cooper who plays Norman Osborn in those? Yes. It says, we have plans for you, Parker. And then not only did they not continue that series, but also that line was cut out of the movie.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, man.
0: thought about that so much. No plans. (laughs) Yeah, no plans.
1: We have no plans for you, Parker.
0: Yeah. Now, I did want to ask you guys a question. scarier. (laughs) About (laughs) the Isaiah Bradley scene. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know if you guys remember. I assume you do. But when Truth came out, there was a huge flap uh, about it about okay. having a black captain america from comic book fans i would argue probably racist comic book fans in particular Definitely but not i great. felt like the isaiah bradley scene here just uh, I got so tensed up while I was watching it because the dialogue and the tone of it reminded me so much of the conversation there. Him talking about people never accepting a black Captain America that I immediately flashed back to those conversations when the book originally came out. Did you guys have the same reaction there at all?
1: Uh, Maybe not as direct about the book, but like, yes, that was such a tense scene to watch. And um, I do remember the book. I was less into the controversy of it because I just was like, "Oh, this is a great book, and I love yeah. the questions that it's asking and the the sort of position it's put, it's putting uh, Isaiah's character at in the Captain America mythology. Yeah, yeah, it
2: also reminded me of like when uh, Miles Morales happened, and, and there was again an uprising of you know bullshit. So <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you know it's it's definitely well done and well addressed in this.
0: Yeah, I thought it was great. A couple of other things to call out. I've seen a couple of people mentioning this online, but I thought this was a really nice parallel. Isaiah tells the story about getting arrested because he went on a rescue mission behind enemy lines, dressed as Cap. That's a little bit different than what happens in the comic book. Um, But that parallels versus Captain America, the first Avenger where Steve Rogers does the exact same thing. He steals the costume, goes behind enemy lines, and he's made into a hero because of it. Yeah. Which I thought was a, a nice point. But yeah, it's great. Uh, also, what did you guys think about Bucky flirting with Sarah? You shipping that, that
2: was, yes, that was really great. I really loved that, where he was like, Hey, I'm Bucky. And it was just like <laughs> this fun where she was like, hey. And then uh, later Sam was like, no flirting with my sister. That was, I very much enjoyed that. I thought it was very nice.
1: It was fun. We get a, a little bit of the brotherly play with all of that. And... Yeah, the
2: brother-sister back and forth, I completely agree, was really, really nice. You're talking about the Bucky and Sam acting like yes. brothers, uh, right? Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah, and just like getting after each other in a fun way. The scene later where they're like, we're coworkers, peers, eh, friends, not really. We'll yeah. team up. Let's yeah. team up again, maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah. Honestly, that was the sort of energy I wanted from the second episode of the show, you yeah. know, or even the first episode of the show. And, Pete, don't get angry at me, but it's a little frustrating that we're finally getting it five episodes in. It feels like that's delayed. Uh, They could have started there and then have them break apart. Why are you mad?
2: We're there now, okay? Because
0: I think think there's different ways of looking at this TV show. And there are parts that I really like, but at the same time, I think structurally... Things are a little discombobulated. They're a little all over the place in terms of the arcs of the characters, and they're not measuring up. So I think we can look at it as a scene basis, as an episodic basis, but also as a season-long basis.
2: Yeah, well, here you go. Do you want to see Zemo dancing or no? If the answer is yes, then you got to wait a little bit before you get the (laughs) uh, partner action. All right, the answer is no. uh, Well, uh, you know what we got. There was a lot of moving parts in this. It was done in a way that was uh, enjoyable enough where you shouldn't fucking complain about it. And it's (laughs) uh, don't
0: don't complain about things that I think could have been better on our podcast where we dissect episodes of this TV show. Is that what you're saying?
2: I'm having too much fun to hear you being like, it could have been better a little bit.
0: First of all, that's an amazing impersonation of you. That's exactly what I saw. (laughs) Second of all, all, no further points.
1: (laughs) Um, What did you guys think of the scene um, with Walker talking to Battlestar's
2: parents? That was rough, dude. That was tough. Because it was like, uh, you know, I'm glad he did it that really showed a lot of, like, you know, this guy isn't just a douchebag, you know what I mean? Like, it showed a lot of character on his part to do that, but then also, like, he was kind of standoffish and cold a little bit about it, and also fucking lied right to him. And it was part of me that felt like the sister knew, like, this guy is full of shit, but was just being nice to her parents, so... It was inter- I don't know why they included that scene. It
1: felt like... does that what motivates Walker to feel like he is right? Because, uh...
0: Well, I I think so. Yes, that's how I took it. That, not that I've ever lied about anything, but I do think there are we, these. You sort- said at the
1: beginning of this podcast, uh, uh, we were liars and we we'll yes. lie often.
0: Well, but I think if you've lied, you know sometimes there's these lies that like. You start doubling down on until they kind of become the truth in a certain way for you, tying back to the title of the episode. And I think that's what John Walker is doing there, that he knows he did the wrong thing. But like Pete was mentioning earlier, he keeps saying out loud, I'm Captain America. I did this. I did the right thing. I do the right things because I am Captain America. Mm -hmm. And to the point that he gets into the scene with Battlestar's parents, like you're saying, he's come off. This is after the hearing, right? yeah I think so it's after the hearing he's already yelled at the Senators about that. He comes to tell the parents, and he lies until he starts to believe it as his truth that he did the right thing. he got the right guy he but has the right also, because he's always in
2: the right, and that was also kind of Lamar's mantra to him, it's yeah. like you're always you deserve this because you're the guy who makes the right choices. When you know things are crazy, so like he, it's it, all of this is kind of reinstating this kind of thing for him. So,
0: yeah, yeah. So that's what I kind of took away from that. I mean, that ties into that mid-credit scene where he's making the shield. Clearly, he's making himself.
2: Did you think it was weird though when he was staring at that poster of himself? I, um, I thought I thought he was going to turn to camera and be like, Cap is back. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that would have been, been great, been
1: great. Yeah. Sing a little song Yeah, a little
0: musical like skip down the street I mean, just to prognosticate a little bit I think what he's going to do is he's going to come out And his character going forward in the MCU Is, I'm Captain America, I'm Captain America And Julie louis Drive Is going to be like, you're a US agent Shut up, yeah. you know But he's clearly unhinged now The Super Soul Serum has not
2: reacted Well with him And he has <laughs> lost control of his own narrative Actually, I think she's going to, uh, Val is first going to be like, oh, you're like a close talker. Get away from me. And <laughs> then say that. Part.
0: This bit really is starting to show some shrinkage,
2: I would say. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. A couple that's
0: of you, other things before we start to great. wrap up here. We mentioned this earlier, but I really liked, actually, Zemo going to the Sokovia Memorial just from an MCU perspective. I thought yeah. he's, he's right. <laughs> they should be <laughs> visiting Sokovia more often yeah. and helping them repair yeah. it. Um, so that was very nice. Uh, also, like,
2: it's just crazy how woke Zemo is, man. It just keeps getting reiterated. It's crazy. You love him, he's the hero to you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he is, but it's he's got some points. (laughs) You've been brainwashed, man. You just love everything. We
0: touched on this earlier, but Batrock is back and helping out the Flag Smashers and particularly gunning for Falcon at the end of the episode. And it looks Ooh. like Sharon got him out of prison based on that conversation and is paying him. What's going on there? Is she the power broker like people have been suspecting, like we've been suspecting?
1: Yeah, it sort of feels that way. Um, and also, so is, is, she... is, is Batchrock's working for her and is like maybe going to flip on Carly and her squad? Oh, Maybe. Uh, I, I so don't know Why how, else if, would she do that?
0: I don't know. They definitely have a lot of explaining to do when it comes to her in the last episode in particular. Go
2: ahead, Pete. I was just going to say, I don't really know what a power broker is, but she is brokering a lot of deals with powerful people uh, where there's going to be some real ramifications. So I feel like maybe she is. I think you know almost exactly what a power broker is. You just said you're brokering deals between powerful people. Hmm. Nailed
1: it, dude. Well, you know,
2: I took a stab at it, you know.
1: Um, Context, baby. Uh, I really liked um so the Bucky. We talked a little bit about this, the Bucky and Sam stuff. that sort of like was bringing this episode to its uh, last couple scenes. Bucky apologizing, talks about how he was questioning oh, everything, man, that and was the line, beautiful. the line that Sam has for him: "You weren't amending, you were avenging," which I thought was cool. And it's like now Bucky has to go deal with his shit.
2: Yeah, yeah, like the kind of pep talk that they give each other before they, uh, you know, slowly walk away from each other uh, was. Very cool, very touching. I thought it was just the right amount of bro-y. I Just, uh, but I really want to talk about the fun two montages. I mean, not only do you get a training montage, which everybody loves, but then you get a boat montage. I mean, <laughs> come on. Uh, I could just...
1: I could take or leave the boat montage, but this training montage. Was fucking awesome. I want, <laughs> I want a spin-off series that's just shield training montages. Not always yeah. Sam. Other characters can sh- pop in and give it a spin. Literally, yeah. that was so well done. I thought, and like I, I played ultimate frisbee when I was in college. Oh, oh, like, my, oh I know, yeah. I know, I know how hard it, it is. Of- I know how hard it is to catch something like that. <laughs> It can really hurt your hands. Oh, you can, there is, yeah.
0: This was my one quab, and I know they were never going to do this, but him catching that, there is no way Sam's fingers did not get sliced off when he was trying to catch that shield.
1: It doesn't have a sharp edge, Alex. It's, it's a blunt sharp edge. enough
0: to decapitate
1: a man. That was increasingly banged onto yeah, his head. Exactly. Okay, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure, fair.
0: I don't know how the shield works. I don't get it. I've read comics my entire life, and I'm still like I don't know Nobody else is
1: back't know it's great that they did that montage. We got to see it in action because it is very strange that Captain America is like, oh, how do I use the shield? I don't block bullets with it, really. I throw it and bounce it <laughs> off nine things. Do backflips until it comes that back to me the and then I catch it. And it's like, wait, what? That, that's your idea of how to use this thing? <laughs> it's stuff. Wait,
2: then, uh, did you 100- or did you not play Ultimate Frisbee? Because that's how I played Ultimate Frisbee. Sure. Uh, that sure. is 100% Stan Lee in the office being like, we have to get this issue
0: out. What does <laughs> he do? I don't know. Throws the shield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it
1: comes back to him? Does he have more shields or does it bounce yeah. around and come back? And Mr.
0: Lee, that uh, that's not how it works. Doesn't matter. I already printed the pages.
2: <laughs> I'm
0: selling plastic shields but on the corner was, of
2: Bryant Park. I like this <laughs> idea of instead of like, you know, a father and son playing catch, it was these two guys playing catch with the shield and, uh, you know, kind of talked it out with their feelings and stuff. Who's I the thought, father
0: and who's the son, Pete?
2: Mm. Well, yeah. Well, I think in different times in their life, they would be different things to each other. But it felt like uh, <laughs> Sam was getting some fatherly advice from Bucky. And then he uh-huh. was uh, Bucky was also getting some fatherly advice. I would so have flipped both- it. I feel like Sam had the dad. Mm.
0: Uh, one other thing that I thought was really fun. I loved the line when Bucky comes in and fixes the pipe. And Sam oh, asks him, yeah. why did you use your use metal, metal arm? arm? He says, oh, because I'm... Right at I don't immediately Very think funny. of it. That Very funny. Stuck. Honestly, like, one of the best jokes of the series so far, just yes. because it was so understated. It was really well played.
1: Understated, yeah. and they put some time into it. Like, the pipe, I was like, what is this pipe bursting <laughs> thing? I was like, what yeah. are we doing
0: here? And it was just for that joke, and I it's it. It's great. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, before we wrap up here, let's talk about what is on our vision board for the final episode
2: of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Pete... What's on your vision board? All right. Well, we've got a boat montage, right? So maybe we're mm. going to get a truck montage. I don't know. Maybe a plane montage. There's so many montage possibilities. Maybe putting on montage. a outfit montage. Mm. I want the last episode to be mostly montages uh, and then some uh, very emotional stuff. Uh,
1: mostly montages. The thing I'm looking forward to, we've talked about this a lot, how this series has done a great job of really blurring the lines between, like, uh, what's right, what's wrong, who's right, who's wrong. And I'm very curious, when you're coming to an ending of something, you sort of have to choose, uh, at least to some degree, like, who wins and who loses. Where does the story end? Or where does this chapter end, anyway? And so I'm curious how they're going to handle finding, putting all the characters in a position to really resolve this and, and what we take away from, like, Like this series, just on these other big ideas that are on the table.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good one in terms of nailing the themes, because that's the thing that's been kind of wobbly throughout. So as long as they can settle on something, I think it'll retroactively justify a lot of the other stuff. For me, this is an easy one that we're definitely going to see. But Sam in the new Cap costume, it's very cool in the comics. I'm excited to see how it is on screen. I'm excited to see it. I think it's what we've been waiting for. I'm glad it does, i was worried it was going to be like the last shot of the last episode but it seems like we're going to get a full episode of it i like that as a cliffhanger it's exciting i think it'll be fun
2: and i i really also want to see uh Bucky make amends. I really hope we get to see that. We saw the setup. I really want. Yeah, I hope on he it.
0: kills that guy.
2: Oh my God! <laughs> is amends. You He's are like, the worst, got it. man. Now you're with
0: your son. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're the. Oh my God! You are um, the worst. Amenders assemble is what I hope
2: he says. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs>
0: I'm sure we're going to have a lot more speculation after the next episode. There's going to be Ed Credit Seeds galore, things to talk about, whether it's Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers or whatever is coming out of this. going to be very exciting. So please, all of you, head back here next week for more talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. In the meantime, if you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash comicbookclub. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out. We'd love to chat with you about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. To subscribe and listen to the show. Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. Until next time, don't lose all your Marvels.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no matter how many times we did, I never got the frisbee to come back. Uh, uh-huh.
0: you know.